Welcome to Talking Far, Far Away. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet. Join Brick City Blockade as we discuss the canon of a galaxy far, far away. Hey guys, welcome back to another epic episode of Talking Far, Far Away from the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. And sitting across from me, we've wanted to have him on one of the shows at some point, Mr. Eric Oakenhout. Eric, how is it going this evening, my friend? And thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's going really well. Pretty cool to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Eric has been somebody that I've talked Star Wars with a little bit here and there. And yeah. we, we've talked, you guys see him on Twitter all the time. And I have to admit, Eric, I love those videos that you put up of yourself. Like, hey, guys, this is who I am. Like, outside of Coffee with Kenobi and everything. Those videos are pretty cool. I was so nervous. I'm like, uh, you know, because, like, I know people see me post things, but I don't think anybody really knows who I am. So, I'm like, they don't, like, see my face. Well, they they see the picture, but they don't know what I sound like. They don't hear my voice. So, I'm like, I'm just going to post this video. (laughs) <laughs> just because I'm really bad at like introducing myself to people in real life. So right. I'm just like, I'm just going to do this. No, that's perfect. And it was like, yeah. it was a nice little introduction to you on social media. Cause it's like, Hey guys, you know, of course you see my stuff. Guess what? This is the face that goes with it. And here's some, exactly. uh, your star Wars art and everything. I mean, you're like, here's some stuff before I go to bed that you guys get to check out too. And yeah. I have to have a lot of appreciation here at the network. We have so many people here who love collecting Star Wars art. It's yeah. it's great to see that. It's awesome because I have a lot of friends that are really talented. I'm like, and I love collecting fan art, and I have a lot of it in my room, and I just kind of wanted to show it off. So, you know, <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's the, that's the way to do it. Let the fans know what's going on. Now, Eric, let's dig deep into your Star Wars fandom. Let's start with day one. That day when you discovered Star Wars, what was that day like for you? Uh, it's kind of hard to answer because it's been a part of my life for what seems to be my entire life. I, I think yeah. I got into it some at some point between Empire and Jedi. Mm. Um, I remember I remember just my mom buying me the, the action figures before I actually saw any of the movies. So I saw Jedi when it came out, reluctantly. And... Mm. You know, at that point, I had already kind of like had some of the figures and I would kind of like just kind of make up my own stories because I didn't really know who was who or I knew I knew who was who, but I didn't know like the plot points. Like I didn't know the relationship between Vader and Luke. Mm. So, yeah, I just remember getting the toys when I was a kid, like for Christmas or my birthday or just me being a pain. And then that kid like asking <laughs> for toys all the time. So. Yeah, and then I saw Jedi because um, my sister at the time and her boyfriend saw Jedi, and then they told me kind of about what happened with Vader taking his mask off, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to see it now because I'm scary. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was like almost eight years. I was a few months shy of eight years old, hmm. so I went, and I just started wearing glasses too. So I went. And then anytime Vader came on the screen, I would like take my glasses off and look down because I didn't want to see him. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> so, yeah. So I remember, I think after I saw Jedi, my fandom really took off. Like I, I remember getting like the B-Wing fighter for Christmas and I had a friend that lived a few houses down from me. 
we would play Star Wars all the time. I think he grew out of it. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And he was actually a couple years younger than I was, too. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So you were able to stick to it most of your life here. Obviously, it sounds like it's it's stuck to you very well. (laughs) Yeah. Even like during the late 80s where it kind of like died out. And I put a lot of my stuff away in the attic, but I kept I kept it, but yeah. I just didn't use it. I didn't look at it. I would take it down every now and then and kind of like look at it when I was maybe in my early teens and be like, oh, that's cool. I remember that. And then I put it away, Yeah, you know, and then, and then Air of the Empire came out and it's been snowballing ever since. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how far we've come. We just came from a panel at Nashville Comic Fest today. And it's amazing when we're talking with the fans, Eric, it's like 40 years of Star Wars this year. Exactly. There's just so much to reflect on in terms of our fandom. So many stories that we can share with not just our family, but our friends and people on these podcast networks and everybody from a galaxy far, far away. I we're all part of this one community. It's amazing. Like you said, yeah, you, know, you put the stuff away, even for the slightest moment, you go back to it. It's like, wow, I do remember that. Time. Yeah. Like good memories. Like, Oh, this is like really nostalgic stuff. And then, and then, like I said, air to the empire came out and then I discovered comic books and pretty much at the same time, I discovered a comic book store near my near where i live Mm. so those three things happened right around the same time and i would say maybe 91 92 and then it just kind of like exploded from there you know the you know the prequels came out later on and the special editions and it's been like insanity ever since (laughs) realistically it really has been it really has been there's just been so much of it and i and i do totally agree with you know scott inch also is on this show talking far, far away. And every week we always talk about the comics and it's amazing what the canonized comics can do. And technically, even when we're talking about the Knights of the old uh, Knights of the old Republic comics, the early dark horse comics, those had some really great stories. What specific comic did you get into Eric? The first one I picked up, I specifically remember this because I was at Newberry comics with my brother Mm -hmm. and I saw a classic star Wars. Number one, which I think was a reprint oh, wow. of like the Archie Goodwin comics from like the eighties. Mm-hmm. I think there, there might've been in like the newspaper strips, but it was reprinted in comic comic form. Mm. And I remember picking it up and I was flipping through it and I'm like, eh, I wasn't really interested. And then we came back at some point later on and it was still there and I bought it and I, you know, pretty much bought that whole run. It was like 20 issues. And then I, I got into the second printing of like the Dark Empire comics, mm-hmm. and uh, those are really cool. I remember bringing one on the school bus with me one morning, and I remember some kid asking me like, "Oh, why does why does Princess Leia dress like a Jedi Knight?" And I'm just like, "This is cool stuff like that." I just remember, you know, that's <laughs> such a great story. You yeah. know, it's like it's like even at that age, Eric. People yeah. are coming to you to ask questions about Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I feel like we've all been in that place in our lives where it's like, wow, this kid knows his Star Wars. I'm going to go to him if I got a question about it. Yeah. And, speak, and speaking of that, too, I remember in the same time period, some kid would ask me, like, oh, who's the actor that played Chewbacca? And I'd be like, Peter Mayhew. And nobody else has ever heard of Peter Mayhew but me. Right. <laughs> so it's just stuff like that, you know. 
And that's and that's the so, stuff yeah. that those people people won't forget either. Like later on down the road, I know I have friends throughout high school and stuff that come to me as well. And they say, man, Robin, you were always that Star Wars guy. I always had questions for you and everything. And, and that's kind of cool because yeah. look at how that's translated into our lives, Eric. I mean, it's, it's I, amazing. It it's, really is. It's pretty much become <clears throat> my entire life. Even now at work, people will come up to me and be like, oh, I saw the new Star Wars movie. What did you think of it? And I'd be like, I loved it, of course. What did you think? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, for sure. Now, yeah, yeah. One of the other things we always like to ask our guests on here is that, of course, we got into the comic books. We got into your Star Wars story. Now, Eric, if you were to choose a specific character from the Star Wars universe, it, listen, it doesn't have to be canon. It can also be Legends as well. Who would that character be and why? It's a tough one. Yeah, because my favorite character has always been Yoda. Mm -hmm. um, because I've always like wanted to be a Jedi. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's so cool. I'm like going to be serious and be a Jedi and, and all this stuff. And, and then, you know, then the prequels came out and I thought I liked Empire Yoda better just because he was more wise, I thought. Anyway. Mm. And then Obi-Wan. I'm thinking, okay, maybe Obi-Wan because he's like, he was kind of like that kind of like a secondary character you played with as a kid. But after the prequels and Clone Wars, he was like pretty cool, you know? Mm. And then I think of Luke. And I know a lot of people think he's kind of whiny, but honestly, like Luke is, is all of us. We, you know, we grow up, we have to do things we don't want to do. We're afraid to do things we have to do, but we do it because that's the cycle of life and you become wiser in the end. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to say Luke. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, Eric. I, I think you just came up. I think you just came up with with probably one of the best hashtags ever. Hashtag everyone is Luke. I, yeah, I, I love so. that line because it's so true. Yeah, it, it's weird because I never really had any desire to be Han Solo. I thought he was cool. <laughs> you know, I thought he was cool, and you know, Lando's cool. But those were like, I would have friends like them, but I was never like mm -hmm. that. You know, I can never be that relaxed and cool. I'm just like, I'm, I'm always like kind of like jittery, nervous. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I like, I like Luke because he's like, he's, he's like the man, I guess, you know? You yeah. Know? He's, I mean, basically, even though this new trilogy is about Ray and Finn and Poe, I mean, the whole, the whole thing about The Force Awakens was the fact that Luke was, Luke has vanished. So yeah. everything is focused on him. So, that's true. Yeah. There's just so much that we have to de decipher with Luke. Of course, we uh, when it comes to canon stuff, we're going to be seeing a Luke novel coming just before we get into The Last Jedi and everything. And it's great because we had that announcement at San Diego Comic-Con, which is happening this weekend. Yeah, and, it, and it's great that we're getting some more backstory because Scott Inch and I have talked about it here on the show and we talk about it here on the network all the time. And I think everybody's been talking about it. Articles and fan discussions that Luke's story... Between, I mean, we can even say between Return of the Jedi and up to The Force Awakens and now into The Last Jedi, there's a lot of gaps that have to be filled there canon-wise. And yeah. there's a lot of great stories, I feel, that we have not even dug into yet. That I, Listen, when they announce the Porgs, I mean, I want to... <laughs> 
what Luke was doing with porgs. Uh, we had somebody comment that maybe somebody Luke was getting a little chunky because he was eating the porgs. I think that's a terrible. Oh, <laughs> but at the same time, tastes Eric, like chicken. <laughs> great, great comment. I'm saving that one. Um, <laughs> but I think that there's so many great little pieces in here, Eric. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Do you want to see more of Luke's story in between this timeline? Uh, yeah, I think we kind of have to. I think we, you know, we want to know what happened. What's he been doing the whole time? What happened with him in Ben Solo? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's like 30 years of story that happened. That's the largest gap between any two movies in the saga. That's a lot of activity. Yeah, there's just, know. yeah, and the, th- the thing is, too, it's like fans want these answers now. I feel yeah. like fans really want to get to this before The Last Jedi comes around. And maybe we, I, personally, I think this Luke novel, whatever it is, like it's obviously around the same line as the Leia and the Phasma one just leading up to what has happened leading up to The Last Jedi, naturally. But yeah. I think that we are going to get some answers and I think that even after the last Jedi, it's like now we can start filling in the gaps here as yeah. we keep going. It's going to be nice to see how it works going forward, Eric. So, so this new Luke book. I mean, I don't know a ton about it. So, is it is it solely a, about the time between Jedi and the Force Awakens, or is it? I think it's is it going to be like a time jump? Yeah, I I believe from what it sounds like report wise is that there will be some kind of time jump and that that, that had me a little concerned at first because I was like, with Luke, we don't really need a time jump necessarily. It's like we kind of have to start filling in these gaps pretty quickly in terms of his story. It matters how much of a time gap it is, honestly. I'm curious to hear your thoughts, Eric, but I, I think... Like, if we're talking about one to two years, yeah, that's fine. But if you're suddenly going to jump, if there's this 30-year gap and you're going to jump, like, a full 15 to 20 years, it's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Take a back seat for a second. What happened now in between that? Because they're going to have to explain it. Yeah, because the only stuff we have about Luke after Jedi is the Shattered Empire comic. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking, I don't. I mean, I have no idea, but... I, I'm I'm assuming that the story is going to probably there's going to be some event between him and like Uncle Owen or something, mm. and then I'm thinking it's got to be something at some point between Empire and Jedi. Yeah, and I'm hoping that we'll get something that's going to take up most of the 30 years before the Force Awakens. Yeah. So, but it's a young adult book, so I don't know how thick it's going to be and how much information is going to be in it. That's a really good point. Yeah. And, so. and I think we're going to see some of that with the Leia one. And I think we're definitely going to see, I mean, Phasma is different because I, th- I think that uh, there's just more of an origin story to tell there, especially how <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie was used very little in the force. Yeah. Awakens and maybe only made an appearance in the journey to the force Awakens stuff. I think Eric completely, there does have to be some storytelling about how Phasma came about with the first order and everything. And it's going to be really interesting to see come this novel time, what's going to happen. Because as you know, Eric, there's going to be a lot of reading to do this. Fall. Yeah. Plus there's a comic series of her coming out too. Yeah. So, which I guess is basically she, she gets out of the trash compactor, you know, takes a shower <laughs> um, and then puts a suit back on, go tries to find Finn out of something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. so I don't know, like, I guess I guess this book is um, 
closer to the last Jedi than than the comic. I'm assuming. Yeah, that's what it seems like. It sounds like there's there's they're not really wasting any time with that. It's like, listen, we're gonna give you Phasma's backstory in a comic, and then we're gonna throw it the rest of it to you in this book. And it yeah. sounds like that that makes a lot of sense because. Of course, we don't know much about her, so it's easy for them to do that. When you're talking about Luke, there is so much about him. He is such a popular character. Just because Phasma sold thousands of action figures on Force Friday yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you know that we can just kind of you know get the quick story. No, they're, they're doing a good job of spreading that out and, and giving it to us. And I have to admit, Eric, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. I think Star Wars has done a very good job in Delray books and Pablo Hidalgo and Dave Filoni to a certain extent, making sure that these stories are being told. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been, I tell my friends, like I, I get almost excited as excited for the books as I do for the movies. Cause I love to read anyway. So I just, I love reading Star Wars novels. You're, you're absolutely right. There, there is a certain amount of hype that does come with these books. I think as Star Wars fans, you know, of course there are the people out there who don't necessarily read the novelizations and, yeah. and they don't really get into it. Like with Rogue One Catalyst, you know, I, I even told my friends, it's like, wow, when you read Catalyst and then you go and see Rogue One, it totally changes the feeling at the beginning of that film. When you see, of course, Jin and you see Galen and then of course you you see Lira. Lira, and you yeah. just see that interaction it's like wow what backstory to have and i think the last jedi novel i mean i know it comes out after the film comes out but at the same time at the same time the force awakens novel did some real some real justice for that film after it came out yeah i it's i see you know a lot of my friends they kind of feel like i shouldn't have to read the novel or another novel to get the backstory in the film but it's like you said, I, I love getting like a little bits of like conversation or scenes in the book. And then from that, you get a scene in the movie and you're like, kind of like, oh, what does he mean by that? And then you think back to a scene in the book where it's like, well, Galen and, and uh, Krennic were used to be buddies and now they're kind of like they hate each other. So yeah. it just adds to the story. And that's what I really like. That's what that's what it's all about for me. Yeah, it, it should add an extra level to the cinematic experience. Yeah. All these great, great authors are doing a great job of conveying that message, getting the the characterizations and the plot lines and just, just adding extra levels to each aspect of these books. Eric, one of the last things I want to talk to you about is that Dave Filoni, I have to admit, this guy is on a tear right now. He has been releasing some great backstory about Ahsoka it seems like over the last couple months and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I know we talked about it before going on air here because it, he's releasing these little tidbits here and there. And I want to talk first before we get to the main one about this interaction. And let me say the illustrations he's done to go with him have been fantastic. He is such a model of star Wars. He is what star Wars yeah. has to be going forward for the, he film. really gets it. He really does get it. And it's, the interaction between Ahsoka and the Bendu, and you were joking with me ahead. We're like, Dave, is this canonized? Like, <laughs> wait a second. I mean, like, why not? Why put it out? I know he tries. He likes to screw with us. I, I understand oh, yeah. that. And but why put it out? Besides that, unless there's some meaning behind it, yeah. or some there's some kind of truth, and he maybe he couldn't fit it into an episode, or it wasn't right. Because I know how he's like. 
we got to stick to the story. We can't just put this stuff in because we like it. Right. So, so I'm wondering if like he, if it is canon, I don't know, man. I mean, I, it, it kind of makes me wonder. I'm like, is it, is it canon? It's probably not, but you know, it, it would, it would kind of make sense for it to be canon. It, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Honestly. It, it would make so much sense. I mean, we talk about Rebels this past season. We've we've talked about it here on Rebels Recap on the network, Brian Fontaine, Scott, and I. It's like we almost wonder the Ben Du was such a, and let me say Tom Baker voicing him, a doctor yeah. <laughs> one of the doctors voicing the Ben Du, please sign me up any day of the week. Um, but at the same time, it's like this guy has such a bevy of knowledge. Ahsoka is another one who has such a bevy of knowledge. It would make sense that they would have had interaction. And when you see the Bendu interact with Kanan, now that we've gotten this other snippet, it makes a lot of sense that Ahsoka would have talked to the Bendu because of, of course, we're going to get into it, Ahsoka's interaction with Kanan. Yeah. How connected she is to him. Eric, curious to hear your thoughts on that because I think the ben, there's a lot more to the Bendu and Ahsoka in terms of that interaction. Yeah, I mean, the Bendu's to me still feels like he's some kind of uh he's like not real he's not really there i mean he's to me he's up he's above yoda he's above you know qui-gon and all them so yeah i mean he's on that planet i wasn't i don't remember the name of the planet but he's on that planet yeah for for canaan i think i just think i just think filoni didn't put it in there because he thought if he if they put it in there then there's no there's no speculation. He'll take the the fun right out of it. Right. And then we'll know that Ahsoka is still alive. Yeah, exactly. And that's been so, his that's been his biggest secret. That's yeah. been his biggest secret is we don't want that answer question, you know, that question answered necessarily. We get the wolf, we get all this other stuff, and it's like, Dave, just please tell us what's going on. And he's like, Nope, you guys have to play it out. You guys have to have this discussion. Well, apparently she's she's not the wolf, right? You saw that little <laughs> illustration yep. where it says Ahsoka, uh, the owl, not the uh, not Ahsoka when he points at the wolf. So it's oh, like, it's great. Yeah, he's he's awesome. So let me read the the excerpt that Dave Filoni recently just yesterday it was released. This interaction between Ahsoka and Kanan, and I'm going to read it to the fans because there's some out there. We were talking about it today at the con that haven't heard this or read this yet so i'm going to read it to our fans quickly dave filoni says happy friday everyone since you seem to enjoy these drawings i've been doing specifically most likely the ben do one um i've been doing here here's another tale left untold till now that is till now that is that's dave filoni's style right there yeah if you ever wondered if kanan and ahsoka knew each other or had met while they were younglings at the jedi temple temple the answer is yes all capitalized they had met me they, or they had met, though they did not know each other well. They had at least done some saber training together. Years later, when she met Kanan, Ahsoka needed to know how he prepared, how or how prepared he was for the conflict ahead. Here is a small piece of that scene, and perhaps a realization that, in many ways, Ahsoka was a mentor to Kanan. That is fascinating to me, Eric. Or, yeah. yeah, because it's just it means to me that again, like you just said, and you said it beautifully. Dave Filoni doesn't necessarily want to put these things in Rebels or in an animated series. He yeah. wants us to continue to have that discussion and speculate. And he says it right there. He says it right there. It's like, 
you seem to enjoy these drawings that I've been doing. And here's another tale left untold till now. That is, he's telling them outside of the traditional form that he is. Doing. Yeah. You know, he's a big fan of uh, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and Tolkien. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, I, I've never read those books actually. Mm-hmm. And, but I know that there's a book out there that he's read called the letters of Tolkien or something like that. Mm which is basically like, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but yeah, it's all like the kind of like things that were not in the story. Yes. And I, I kind of think that Filoni's doing the same thing and there's going to be more of them. Yeah. So, he, yeah. He's trying to do what Tolkien did basically with, well, with everything that he worked on. He's trying to, a, a different level to the projects that he's working on. He's trying to add another level to the universe, which is exactly as Star Wars fans what we want. So here's the specific interaction between Ahsoka and Kanan. Ahsoka says, even at a young age, you were gifted with a lightsaber, but without training and discipline, those skills fade. And this is Ahsoka to Kanan. So Kanan says, so it seems. And Kanan gets up again, but he's a bit uh, dispirited from this. Kanan continues on and says, I haven't had to fight with my lightsaber very often. For a while, I chose not to. I was, and then he doesn't say anything. And Ahsoka says, you were afraid to use it. I understand. Great little reference there to her attitude in the Clone Wars, because we saw that with Ahsoka. She wanted to back herself away from the traditional Jedi ways and really wanted to remove herself from the Jedi Order. So she kind of hints at that, it seems like. And then Kanan appreciates those words. And then Kanan says, I've been teaching Ezra as best as I can. I want him to be the Jedi I'm not, the Jedi that I'm not, that I couldn't be. And Ahsoka says, and I want you to be the Jedi that you are. This is where we see Kanan struggling with who his identity is. Who is Kanan? He still is struggling that. And I think Rebels Eric kind of showed us, showed us that, that Kanan, even though he's blind now, is still struggling with what it, where is my place here as a master to Ezra and, a, and somebody who's training him. I kind of take it as like a deleted scene. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, oh, it's cool to see, but I don't really, I don't really take it as, I, I guess I don't take it as canon, but I, I, I really kind of want to. I, I don't know. I, I kind of think... I mean, age-wise, Ahsoka is older than Kanan, right? So yeah, maybe someday we'll see like that in comic form, where like you see Ahsoka and Kanan training together. But yeah, I'm trying to think back now when Ahsoka made her first appearance on Rebels. Kanan didn't act like like he knew her, did he? I don't remember. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. When Kanan first interacted with Ahsoka, there, there seemed to be, there wasn't much interaction at all. It was more of just a look upon each other of yeah. familiarity. And that's kind of the sense that I get here. It's like they were never necessarily friends in a sense, yeah. but the force connected them. The force was had, you know what I mean? As we always know, the force binds and things together and creates this outright universe of the, of the force itself. And I feel that, Kanan and Ahsoka in Rebels, like you said, that specific interaction, they, it was like there was a familiarity, but they didn't talk to each other, really. It was kind of like, hey, you know, it's like we're one in the force together, but we b- both have these very different journeys we have to go down. Yeah, totally. Um, sorry about that. No, you're I good. To, I had to get my phone charger. My phone is like, <laughs> my phone is yelling at me. 
Like, give me some food. Oh, so, yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, I try not to overthink these things too much because yeah. it is kind of like an illustration. So I'm kind of like, eh. But right, it's it's pretty cool anyway. Just to see it because anything Dave wants to give us, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's it's a it's a gift to us each time when uh, Filoni's able to yeah. share some stuff with us. And of course, being the last season of Rebels. Who knows what he's going to throw at us? Are we going to see this style in the last season of Rebels? Like a Tolkien style? I mean, it, it kind of seems like that. It seems like we're going to see a lot of hardships this season, Eric. I mean, I was at, uh, I don't know if you were at Celebration. I was oh. I was there. It was my first one. And I was in the in the panel for the Rebels. And right. when, he, when he's kind of stood up and started talking about, you know, I have, I have an announcement to make and and I'm like, oh no, he's leaving Lucasfilm. <laughs> yeah, that's the scary one. <laughs> the final season of Rebels, and I'm like, yeah, we all we all kind of expected that to come. Mm-hmm. But have you watched Forces of Destiny? Yeah, I've I've seen we've seen some, some episodes here at the network. We've discussed them on a couple of occasions. Uh, interesting little tidbits, especially the Ahsoka one. I I find that one quite interesting. That's actually my favorite one. The one with her and Padme, I think, is my yeah. favorite. Yeah, it's funny how the it's funny how those prequel stories actually end up being some of the best ones in in Forces of Destiny. You know, whether it's Jyn Erso, of course, or whether it's it's uh, Ahsoka. It's it, yeah. There's some interesting little tidbits uh, that they throw at us there. Uh, it's really cool at the same time that Star Wars is able to give us the this kind of content, whether it's short three minute clips or whether it's a 400 and something page novel they're, they're, they're going to throw it at us for us to decipher and to break down and do exactly what you and I are doing right now, Eric is to have a discussion <laughs> about it. And it kind of makes me wonder why, why there's so much content in the prequel era. And there's mm-hmm. a lot in the, in the classic tril- original trilogy era too, but only between episode four and five. Yeah. You know, and I'm kind of wondering because of the the way the prequels were kind of like a lot of people didn't like them. Yep. And I think maybe the people that are making some of the, some of the Clone Wars rebels and, and things like that. in the comics also are, they saw that there's maybe some room to, to fill as far as character development. Mm. Maybe that's why there's so much content for the, you know, that, that era. But yeah. Yeah, there's there's just so many, and I say this all the time, and, and I'm sure you can agree with this, Eric. Um, there's just so many gaps. No matter how much Star Wars they give us, there are gaps that they still have to fill, whether it is one year of, of stuff or whether it is 30 years of stuff. There yeah. is so much. We want our canon timeline to be filled from top to bottom. We just want a full glass of content that we can go back and say, yep, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Yeah, and, and whether we see that extended to Old Republic at some point, we go even farther back. Who knows? I would love to see it because I think it would expand this timeline. Finally, I don't know what your thoughts I, on the Old Republic are, but I I love that game. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Old Republic was like that was my jam. I mean, I think at some point they're gonna go back either at that time period or they're gonna go way in the future, like they did with the comics, and start filling in gaps on the end. 
because like you said, there's so much space to fill and they're only kind of concentrating on like maybe 60 years worth. It's like, okay, not everything happened at the same time. It yeah. can branch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely right. There's so much that we have to fill in. And I think as time goes on here, Eric, I think we're going to start to see some of those gaps fill in. And, and hopefully people like Filoni are the ones that are going to be able to help us fill in those gaps as we move on here. Yeah, I would love to see him do a, a live action movie or some kind of yeah. Netflix series or something. He's just too good. <laughs> yeah. We can't lose Filoni, yeah. that's for sure. He is such an important piece to this galaxy far, far away. And I think we can all say it as Star Wars fans, Eric, that Filoni is crucial to the success of Star Wars in some way because he's one of the best elements they have, maybe other than some of these other directors that they're bringing in to do these films and the authors, of course. But Filoni is... He's, he's kind of becoming the heartbeat for me of some of this stuff because he's just so creative and so talented when it comes to this Yeah. Thing. I mean, he basically worked with directly with Lucas for like 10 years. So, I mean, yeah. you can't learn from anybody better than that right now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, the creator himself, yeah. the father of exactly. Star Wars himself. Awesome. <laughs> Eric, it's been such a great conversation. We are at the time of the show. It's a little thing we like to call plug time. <laughs> okay. And this is where you talk about where the good people can find you across social media and where also they can find some of the works that you are doing across social media and online as well. Oh yeah. Cool. So find me on Twitter at Eric Okenhout, uh, O N K E N H O U T. I'm on Facebook, same name. I'm on Instagram under the same name. I think I write monthly for coffee with Kenobi. I just started doing weekly comic reviews for big shiny robot. And I write, occasionally for the beta trio sometimes it's every month sometimes it's every other month kind of whenever i think of something to write about and i've actually been in talks with joe Tivato, retro zap about writing something for him but i just haven't haven't done that yet <laughs> yeah so i'm just trying to write because that's kind of like what i do that is the best way to get your voice out there and yeah. to get just anything you want to talk about when it comes to Star Wars out there. We love the people over at RetroZap. We love Joe, Chris, the entire yeah. network over there here from the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. And we love supporting anything happening in a galaxy far, far away. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Suites. Make sure to head on over to Instagram. Follow me at the official vote. Please head on over to iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and comment for the Brick City Blockade podcast network tons of different shows like talking fire far away here available on itunes head on over to brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in a galaxy far far away eric once again thank you so much for coming on the show and as we always say here at the podcast network may the force be with you always <laughs>